Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Monday, February 13, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank. The podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, C.J. Miller on the news reporting on Chinese purchases of U.S. farmland. And as we near Valentine's Day, a love story that started at the John Deere dealership. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says dry and mild to start. That's going to change, though. And Friday, ag markets were strong. A review coming up with Brian Basting Analysis on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. Concerns over Chinese ownership of American farmland and finding love at the John Deere dealership. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, after the recent news of the Chinese balloon that flew over the U.S., there are now heightened concerns about Chinese ownership of American farmland and whether it constitutes a national security issue. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, who also serves as a member of the Senate Ag Committee, says he's introduced a bill that would include the USDA in the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, or CFIUS for short. CFIUS made a decision that they didn't have any authority to stop China from buying farmland in uh, North Dakota, which seems to be very close to some of our military facilities. Now, I'm not saying that I know for sure there's a connection to our national security and Chinese buying that farmland. Grassley fears that more U.S. farmland could fall into China's hands in the future. Nearly half of U.S. farmland is owned by Americans over 65 years of age. So that means in the next 20 years, it could be up to 370 million acres of farmland could be changing hands. Grassley adds that a bill enacted last year is aimed at keeping tabs of foreign land ownership. Under the bill, USDA is required to build an interactive database to show foreign ownership disclosures, and the USDA will report to Congress on the impact of these investments. According to the USDA, in 2019, China, Russia, and Iran together own 200,000 acres here in the U.S. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up Tuesday, so we'd like to feature an Indiana couple whose story sounds like the script to a Hallmark movie. Davies County farmers Rob and Karen Dove will be celebrating 37 years together, but it all started 
at their local John Deere dealership. I was going for parts and, and she was working there and we made connections. And that's Rob Dove of El Nora, who says his wife Karen first caught his eye back in 1986 when she was working for the John Deere dealership in Newberry, Indiana. It's called Hudson today, but at that time, it was called McMillan Implement. Karen was behind the counter doing book work and things like that, and uh, it's just one of those deals where I was uh, kind of scared, I guess, to ask her out, but I did get up the nerve, and we started dating, but it fell together that way. Karen says Rob got some help from some of his friends who worked with her at the dealership. Well, there were two salesmen working there, and I wasn't dating anybody, and he wasn't dating anybody, so they talked him into asking me out. He came to my parents' house and picked me up, and we went to Bloomfield, Indiana to a drive-in movie. Then he told me the story about it was a terrible time to start dating somebody because of planning season. I told her at the time that it was probably a really bad time for me to be even thinking about dating anyone just because it was time to plant. And uh, I probably wouldn't be able to see her very much, but she was very uh, receptive to that. And uh, we seen each other when we could. And as planting season went and had come and gone, we got to see more of each other. And then we got married that winter. For some reason, I always wanted to marry a farmer. I don't know why, but I did. One with a John Deere tractor. (laughs) Today, not only do Rob and Karen farm together and raise over 100 head of Black Angus cattle on their farm, but they also raised a family together. Very proud of all of them. My son and my daughter and her husband, um, two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, he is a blast. We're just having a real good time with him. So, yeah, everything's been a blessing. You can hear my full interview with Rob and Karen Dove as they talk about their love connection at the John Deere dealership at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened-to farm radio network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. A couple of dry days here to start this week, but we do have a significant change in our weather forecast pattern trying to work this way. We are mild for today. Sunshine, blue sky, I can't have any complaints overall. Looking at a mild day tomorrow as well. However, starting to see some complaints as sun will be followed by cloud cover. Rain starts pushing into the state overnight tomorrow night into and through early Wednesday. Right now I'm looking at anywhere from a few hundreds to a few tenths. That is all. Coverage will be about 80% of the state. And then we get a little dry slot in here for Wednesday midday and afternoon. Should turn out partly sunny and we stay mild. Thursday, clouds are back. We have rain coming through. At this point, I'm going to see a quarter to three quarters of an inch with coverage at 75% of the state. Cold air comes in Thursday late afternoon, but I think precipitation is done. By the time the coldest air gets here, we turn out on Friday colder with clouds and sunshine, strong north winds at least to start the day on Friday. Going into the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, we stay dry. Temperatures near normal for this time of year. Not brutally cold, 
near normal. Monday is dry as well, and temperatures are moderating. Overnight next Monday night into Tuesday, scattered rain showers coming through. Could even see a few thunderstorms. I'm leaving the door open to anywhere from a quarter to one and a half inches of rain. But the higher end of the range all comes down to who gets thunderstorms and who doesn't. Right now, the low tracking far enough west that the thunderstorms may stay in Illinois and up into Wisconsin and Michigan. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Markets shoot higher to end an up-and-down, back-and-forth kind of trading week. This is Who's Your Ag Today in the Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. This review brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. Settlements from Friday Trade coming up. First market analysis, and I secured that right at the end of trade from Brian Basting with Advanced Trading. Up on Wednesday after USDA, down on Thursday and back up, and actually fairly strong, especially in the wheat futures market to close out the week. So fluctuations continue. Talk about the dynamics we're seeing here, especially in the last three days of the week. The report as such, Andy, wasn't that um, uh, eventful. Uh, pretty much in line with expectations. A little higher soybean estimate uh, ending stocks than the market thought, but that was quickly, quickly put on the back burner uh, in favor of what's going on in South America. But um, with that said, as we enter Friday here, uh, as you mentioned, the wheat market has really taken off here. There's a lot of concern surfacing about the escalation in the in the uh, Ukraine Russia war uh, Russia has really ramped things up quite a bit here in terms of, of their offensive so uh, the market is taking note of that obviously with the risk being that the export corridor that has been safely transporting wheat and corn uh, for quite some time here may be at risk I'm even moving into spring here so uh, that really gave the wheat a shot in the arm here corn also uh, had a boost here um, the other factor the market seems to be taking note of more is that this rain event that was forecast next week for Argentina seems to be fizzling out a little bit. Now, as your listeners know, weather can change any minute, but um, for the time being, it seems like that forecast is drier than what it was uh, earlier this week. So a combination of those factors here, uh, just adding some risk premium into the market here as you go into to a weekend, has given the market a boost today. Is there something to be said as well for money flow, which does seem to be favoring commodities, not so much equity markets? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the equities seem to be uh, in a range bound as much as they can be these days. Uh, type of trading here, uh, trying to decide if the uh, interest rate hikes uh, are getting the job done that the Fed wants or or more needed, and it's just kind of going, excuse me, back and forth in a trading range. So as you said, maybe money is looking for a new home, at least for the short term here, for some for some uh, returns. But as we move on into another week of trade, we'll certainly keep an eye on South American weather and uh, harvest progress there. What else should we be keying on? I mentioned Argentina. I think I would add also, in addition to that, that, that the Brazilian situation bears monitoring in this respect. The soybean harvest picked up this week and corn planting, the corn planting behind that soybean harvest, if you will, the double crop corn. And that's very important because it looks like there is some, some increased rain being forecast next week um, for the weekend in the, oh, the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, that time period. So we're nearing the end of uh, going into mid-February here, and it's a prime time to get those beans off 
and get the safinia corn planted. And any further delay in, in those uh, activities would, would uh, really start to cause some concerns. So I think this next week will be important in Brazil. Uh, other than that, I think the dollar is, is shown some, some volatility here, uh, a little bit of a rebound here recently. Um, but um, other than that, I, I think that, that we, have to, we have to remain at the front and center with um, the Black Sea situation as well as South American weather. And, of course, we can never forget China. Anytime you're talking about uh, markets, China is still a big mover there in terms of our relations and, and trade. And what is the latest on China as far as demand, uh, in your view, especially in light of the recent incident, we'll call it? I think they're still buying a little bit of spot business of soybeans from the U.S. I do think that they're turning their, their prime attention spring forward to Brazil um, with the, the, the record crop that still looks on the on the. Uh, on the horizon for that Brazilian crop, albeit it's delayed a bit. So we'll see what the liftings are each week in sales. Uh, we sold some more beans on Thursday to China. Um, and we'll just have to see on Monday what the liftings were in terms of actual shipments in the latest week. Um, the other side of that coin is corn, where, where China continues to actively look at Brazilian corn and not so much at, at U.S. corn. Uh, that's a contrast to the last two years when corn has gotten a big shot in the arm from uh, demand from China. U.S. corn prices have got a big shot in the arm from demand from China. That demand is not there today as yet, but that makes it critically important to watch this Safinia corn in Brazil because that's the crop that China is counting on uh, will be available this summer and fall uh, to meet their needs. And um, one final note I'd add, though, is the Brazilian Corn exports have surprised everybody by how, how big they've been. Um, it seems like the stocks in Brazil were, were higher than what the trade had been thinking uh, previously. And that's economist Brian Basting with Advance Trading. His number 309-664-2314. Friday settlements on the Hat Farm Market Review. Almost a dime better at the close for corn futures. March settling at 680 and a half up nine and three quarters. And May 678 and a quarter up nine and a quarter. 23 and a quarter better. March beans 1542 and a half. May contract 1533 and a half up almost 22 cents. And almost 29 cents higher. March wheat going to 786. The meat markets mostly higher, but fairly flat. April live cattle up 32, 163.95, and unchanged on April lean hogs 83.32. I'm Andy Eubank with the Friday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today? Timely, relevant, credible.